0: Back to another edition of Therapeutic Rap. Hey, what's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Therapeutic Rap. As always, I'm your host, Big J. Coltrane. Today, I have one of my co-hosts from the Man Down Podcast with me, Corey. Corey, what's happening with you, bro?
1: What's up, man? Good to be on here. With Everything you, bro. going, man? Man, that's good. That's good. Enjoying this day Yeah.
0: All right, all right, man. We gonna, uh, <clears throat> as always, man. There will, we, you can find us on um, i iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon. If, if they got it, we own it. Uh, therapeutic Rap. It's, it's spelled just like it sound. And if you're listening to us, you have already typed it in, so you know how it's spelled. Um, and you can find the video to this interview on YouTube. Uh, at the man down podcast network. Man down podcast network is the home of the official home of therapeutic rap videos.
1: Man that's good.
0: Hey man, we 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 trying we trying new stuff, man. Season 2, episode 2. Uh, so, I'm going to try something different, man, and um I'm, I'm going to oh. generate random questions, man, just as an icebreaker. Cool. Worry, All right. Let's do it. What is your best memory playing sports? Oh, oh! And that's, that's weird because you 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 are an avid sports player.
1: I am good. That's a good question. Um, my most vivid memory, man, is probably uh 2012 in San Antonio, Texas. Um, we played for. The biggest semi-pro football league in the nation mm. at the time, the Kraft Football League, it was thirty, thirty-seven teams, thirty-eight teams, and the stretched from all over Texas and Louisiana, and we had some teams in Oklahoma, and we won that championship. That was a, that was an excellent, excellent man. We we worked hard that season, bro. We did. Now, for
0: the people that don't know, y- y'all won the championship, and you was the punter
1: no i was the quarterback
0: right the guy that got yeah, it done yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's a it's a different it feeling done. to, to play for a championship <laughs> or or to orchestrate the, or the offense you know what i mean right you it know is, I don't want that
1: And time. it's it's crazy man now that, now that i sit back and think about it man chill on my arms thinking about it man me and my coach coach brian kinski man I, I still talk to that dude all the time today um we came up with our offense and that offense was so simple that we used that to coach little kids. We wow! Used, it, was, it was super simple because everybody didn't have time to go and learn this extravagant playbook. You know what I'm saying? So we came up. We instead of instead of receivers being X line Z, um, we had man. And I'm telling my offense, I hope don't know about listening to this. They're gonna be like, hey, if they ever play my teams, they're gonna be like, hey, man, I know what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, we X, Y, and Z was your wide receivers and everything, right? But we we just left it A, B, C, and D. And you read it like a book from left to right. So everything was a mirror route, right? So if we call it a 92, which is two is the slant routes on the outside, the inside receivers would be like receiving your corner, ran corner routes, unless the quarterback changed it. So if A was the outside receiver, and you want to change him to a nine, you say any word that starts with an A mm about Art Bark Nine, Art Bark Nine. And then everybody would be screaming, Art Bark Nine, Art Bark Nine. And everybody would be like, And so, and then it's Apple, and then this is Asparagus. And you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it just went down the line. So, so they man, just, we did, man, we did it, that for two years and nobody ever figured that out, bro.
0: It seemed like I <laughs> had a million plays, but they were Bruh, it very seemed simple. Like, bro. It yeah. seemed
1: like yeah. we had 55 trillion plays and we literally had nine plays
0: now when when i coach little league basketball mm-hmm. i did something similar like if i wanted my guy to drive to the hole whatever play i called out would be a car like i might okay. say ferrari or i might say ford or i might say Expedition. you know what i mean any any car yeah, didn't drive you gotcha. know what i'm saying gotcha. yeah uh, if, if, if if i wanted him to set a pick you know what i'm saying i Instead of, you know, instead of saying pick, I'd say comb or brush or just different things that was hair products. You know um, what I mean? So every, every instead of, to to the opposite team, they're like, oh, well, he said this. How are you still coming out with play? But it's the same stuff. So w- definitely when you're dealing with kids, you got to simplify it. Bro, but bro. the I adults hope. are looking for something so complex that they'll miss it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I definitely I definitely understand it
1: over, that. It go over everybody's head, man. We play coaches have been coaching semi-pro football for years, man. And they be like, what are y'all doing? And I'd be like, bro, if I could tell you, man, if I just said, man, and listen, me and my coach was sitting down at his bar at his crib one night, man, and we were not doing nothing but drinking beer. And I was like, well, what if we did this? And he was like, that's a good idea. But what if we did it like this, this, and this? Coach, that's a good idea. And that's how we came up with it and it literally was just every formation it didn't matter we just line up in a different formation and run the same play and it's like bro
0: by the time you figure it out you know yes we had
1: stupid stupid hand signals man like if i flex my arm like this that's a curl a curl around Mm -hmm. Yeah. if i put my hand if i do like this like putting a post in the ground that's a post or if i do little birdies like that that's a nine that's a fly Bro,
0: so, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It was so <laughs> stupid, man. We would be out there doing all kinds of stuff, and then the offensive line would get into it too, and they'd be screaming, "Hey, we got our Park nine, And they'd be like, "Okay, he's like right here, right here, tapping on their leg, and they defense closed down. It's gonna be a run, dude. Take off down the sideline, this touchdown, and then they confused. They don't know what's going on after that, bro.
0: And hey, it was so crazy. And hey, again, that's championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The next question, man, is really weird, man. What TV series do you keep coming back to and re-watching?
1: All-American.
0: F- I mean, football's in your blood. Like, yeah. Bro, I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know. You notice how fast I answer too? Yeah, Bro, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I, think, I think I've because I'm, you know what, that and have you ever watched Ozark? Yes. Ozark is a good series. They, yeah, it, they, is. They, they it was wild. It was wild. But um, yeah, All-American. Uh, Ozark. I also watched. Uh, I can't remember the name of this show, man. It, oh, Narcos. I watched Narcos. I, th- I think I've seen that twice. But,
0: you know, um, it was. I I, I was going to try to watch it, but I have a rule that I don't really like shows with a lot of subtitles. Okay. When I'm, <laughs> when I'm watching TV, I don't want to read you know you. what I mean? I'm, I'm here to watch. You know, because if you you, you you know you're sitting down and you're drinking, man, you might miss something and then you, you gotta you gotta kinda rewind like what yeah, what do you say? You know what I mean? Oh, something. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. It, that's happened, man. I got you. Uh,
1: but yeah, the American I man, that's a that's a good scene. They got another season coming out man. Yeah. Um, uh our, our, season three came out, bro. I stayed up all night and watched it. Well, season it was season two. I, watched, I mean, I watched that whole
0: season in one night. I was like, bro, I got to stop. Hey, man, it's, a, it's it's really good television. It is.
1: It's a good show. I like that. I like the, I
0: like uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's something in it. The, the sports aspect for the guys, the uh, drama aspect for the females. I mean, those writers are really good at what they do.
1: They thought about uh, it, didn't
0: they? <clears throat> one of my favorite shows is House. I mean, I just, I you know, uh, he's a jerk, and I, I identify with him. So well, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. So, you know, I I, I just go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, the final question, man, and I'll ask it because it came up. Cool. Where's the strangest place that you've urinated or defecated?
1: Okay, well, I mean, I'm in, I'm in, the night, so <laughs> peeing off the yeah. side of the ship ain't nothing, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's happened, I mean, that's, yeah. that's part that- of life. Is that strange? I mean, is that really considered? I guess it'd be strange to other people.
0: Well, Taxpayers, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it gets real strange when the wind is blowing the direction you don't think it's blowing, and they come back on you. That can, yeah. be, <laughs> that can make it real strange.
0: <laughs> and, if it's ha- and if it hadn't happened to you, you know, you, you, you might not be in the know name.
1: about it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there are, uh, you yeah. know i've i've been i've been in <laughs> i've been in, in you know like situations where like in a barn in the philippines where all the toilet stalls are being used you know and people people playing in their IP in the sink <laughs> gotta <to> be <pee> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah yeah man, man. I, um, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know bro <laughs> i went
0: to i went to this revival man and and you know I stay in North Carolina, man, and it's down home places. Sometimes, you know, for church, you got to go out in the country. And all I right. went to this revival, man, and somebody was in there blowing it up. And, I mean, I had to pee bad. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go to the girls' bathroom and, and just pee. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And I get there, man, and, and, and I pulled on the joint. That joint's locked, too. I'm like, man, I can't hold it. I went, I said, I'm the first car out there, I'm I'm about to get next to their tire and we pee.
1: Well, and, yeah.
0: and I'm just peeing. And then the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the one of the church mothers was in the car, bro. Oh, the whole time. Dang. You know what I'm I was like, hey. I say, hey, man, you gotta go. You gotta go,
1: oh, man. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? Uh, you gotta, you gotta show. Watch your step. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, don't know yeah. I don't know, what to say. <laughs> you know, and uh, just jump,
1: just jump yeah, over. yeah, yeah. You, man, I, I,
0: you know, <laughs> I, I guess a normal person would have been embarrassed, but I'm like, eh. Man. No. First I, of all, why do y'all why do y'all only have one toilet for men and one toilet for women? You know, at this stage in life is what I was thinking.
1: I've been caught in the female bathroom at a restaurant.
0: (laughs) Now, was you going in there to pee or was
1: you? I had to pee. So, but let me tell you, let me tell you how deep my thought process was. I mean, this is how fast the human brain will work. So, I'm sitting there, man, I've been sitting outside waiting. For this for these in the male bathroom to come out the so same situation they probably in there blowing it up and i gotta pee me in. so as my mind is working i'm like where can i go i'm looking at the female bathroom and it's cracked open and i'm looking and i'm like i'm gonna go in here i was like but you know male pee you stand up and hit the water it can be loud you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I'm, like, I'm like fuck this i'm gonna sit down you know what i mean and pee so I put the little line on there real quick and I'm struggling, bro. Like, I gotta pee. I, I put the little liner down and I sit down, man, and I'm peeing. And then I hear somebody come out open the door. And I'm like, damn. So I'm like, I'ma sit it out. You know what I mean? Like same thing they doing to me. I'ma do it to them. I'ma sit it out, man. And I'm gonna say she's she starting knocking on the door. She was like, Can you please hurry? I really gotta pee. I'm like, damn. So I was like, man, fuck it. So I came out the bathroom, bro, and just the look on her face, just (laughs) like it was priceless, bro. She was like, "This," I said, "Hey." She was like, "Did you?" She like, "Did you flush?" I was like, "I hope so." I just kept walking. (laughs) Hey,
0: get, hey, listen, it gets real, bro. It gets real.
1: When you gotta go, you gotta go, bro. <laughs> now, That's
0: for the listeners though. that that has never tuned in to the Man Down podcast, which you should shameless plug. Uh, let people know a little bit about yourself, man. A little bit about your background. Um, you know, uh, so, I
1: got you. So I'm man. I was born, raised in Dallas, Texas, um, and. um My dad and my mother were both athletes. So my mom ran some track. My dad played football, baseball, basketball. He did everything. So when we were growing up, of course, we played a lot of sports. And uh, me and my brother were both good athletes, uh, really good athletes. We both went on to play college ball uh, out of high school. And uh, I got to college, man, and... You know, my parents were kind of they were kind of strict on me. I think I was the I was the I was the uh, the test child, the test subject, if you will. Like if we do things, if we do things this way, like what's gonna happen, right? And then yeah. we'll learn from our mistakes and we'll apply it to the second one. You know what I mean? So like I had some <laughs> I had some crazy <laughs> rules, man. Like I had I, I cannot remember in high school not being allowed out of the house after 11 o'clock like I I can't even remember I, my curfew was eleven, and then if I was late like I'd get grounded you know what I mean yeah but um but I was um, so when I went to when I went to school man um I went to school in Houston when I went to school I lost my mind I'm not gonna lie to you I did I ain't have no no rules no nothing I can remember bro I can remember coming out the streets man at like four in the morning go try to get 30-minute nap real quick, put on some sweats, and go to the weight room. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, that was normal. You know what I mean? So, um, needless to say, that lasted about two years.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. very short lifespan when you live in that yeah. life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I took school extremely serious when I first got there, like that first semester. But then you watching the older cats, And you kind of, you kind of learn from their example, and they were like, they were doing whatever, bro. So I was like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Let me get in on this too. So uh, that didn't last long, and um, I got suspended. So they put me on academic probation, and, uh, you know, with, of course, the the option to come back. And the only thing I had to do was go to community college and enroll in two classes get my grades in those two classes and then uh welcome back on campus we'll start this thing off right you're gonna be here during the summer get your weight you know saying get your weight lifting back in do you know do whatever you got to do to be ready for the season and uh where i was sitting i gone to the it's a gold's gym right by my mom's house and uh, i had one of my friends he uh he he had a he had a he didn't have a membership. He worked there in the front, so I you know I could walk in to work out. do whatever I want to do. I had all access to the whole spot. And I walked to Jack in the Box afterwards just to get something to eat. And I looked yeah, across because, the street, man, because
0: that's great food after a workout. But go ahead. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah I'm young though. Good <laughs> metabolism, you know. What I mean? So uh, I um I looked across the street, man, and there was a recruiting station. And to the life of me, to, to this day and i was telling you know like we're going through uh cpo initiation right now and uh i was talking to one of the selectees and he was like why did you join the navy and i sat there and i thought about it and i was like dude i don't know i was just looking at that dude at the recruiting office across the street and i was like man let me go talk to this dude real quick so i walked i walked over there and i you know and i walked in the office and i remember looking at my recruiter actually, and uh, he was like, he was in a dress white uniform, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, look at this dude in this punk ass uniform. I said, like, it sh- looked crazy. You know what I mean? I was like, he got these big bell bottom pants and his shirt with this with this with this damn rope around his neck. Like, what what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: And What's the flap bruh, about? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah what is it a little flap on the back of the shirt like who wears stuff like that you know what i mean <laughs> bro and i think maybe four or five days later i was um i was in the navy wow i was in the, was in the delayed entry program and i called back to school and told him like hey i joined the navy and you know i had some of my coaches were like they were extremely proud of me. Like you know, it was like it'll give you some direction and it'll give you some understanding. You know, some of them were pissed. You know what I mean? They were like, I remember my head coach was mad. He was like, you kind of turn your back on the program. You know, we 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 such and such. You know, and I was like, bro. I felt like, bro. I knew I'm gonna go to them two classes. I've been to, we yeah. have been to school. Man, yeah. we've been to school. We had been to school for about a month. I think I had been to one of them classes. One of them, one time. I think so. I wasn't doing nothing i I wasn't i was i I wouldn't I stopped going to the campus I was just I was just doing whatever I wanted to you know what I mean and then like i wasn't I wasn't really working I wasn't really doing nothing I was just sitting at the crib and I felt like I was stagnant and I felt like I needed to do something so I went told my dad and my dad was cool with it he gave me a hug and he was like you know I'm glad you you know we we got into it a couple of times later on but at that moment he was like i'm really proud of you for committing to something i just hope you stay with your commitment you know what i mean and my Mm. mom was not trying to hear boy at all so i think my recruit like it wasn't even just my recruit it was like the entire recruiting station they had to sell my mom to join the navy in order for me to join the navy you know what i mean and and, you know my recruiter he tried that route, like, you know, ma'am, he's 18, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because I was, well, I was, I was 19, about to be 20. And uh, actually, I might have already been 20. But um, he was like, um, he was like, you know, like, he's, he, you know, he's over 18, you know, like. And she was like, I don't care. I don't care nothing about that. And I'm like, man, and she, he was like, look, I have to ask my mom, you know, I have to ask my uh, you know the, the sailor for permission you know to give you this information i'm looking at him like look man you tell her what she because y'all don't have to deal with that after, after mm-hmm. y'all leave here i'm the one that got to deal with her. you know Every what i mean so
0: yeah you, you better answer yeah, it you, you better you need to. It. Yeah.
1: yeah so and and the crazy part about it is man is that the dude that ran my office you know like he was he was like the recruiter in charge of my office when I actually made it to my first ship, he was on the ship, too. So, I, I, you know, I asked him. People asked me how, how did my recruiter treat me. They never lied to me about nothing. Everything that they told me was going to happen, happened.
0: Now, so, how long were you in the late-entry program? Oh,
1: let's see. I got I got kicked out of school in, well, in January. <laughs> I couldn't come back. So I joined in like February, March, April,
0: May, June, July. I was in there for about six months. Yeah. See, I never did that. No. No, no, no. No. Like my, my journey to the Navy was a lot different. Like okay. they was trying to get my brother. Um, I took the Azvab just playing around. Yeah. And like my score. Uh I was still like at hey, hey, y'all stupid. I'm never joining the military. Uh, I got an argument with my mom and I was gone. Like Whoa. I uh like the recruiter like she she gave I had three leave dates and I didn't make none of them. And then one day I was just like yo I'm ready yo I'll I'll leave tomorrow.
1: Yeah.
0: I did. You know what I'm saying? So like, <clears throat> just gone. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it was that that thing. And it's crazy, man, how you said it, because I could identify with it. was that same stagnant feeling. I had graduated high school. I took mm-hmm. a year off. I wasn't going to go to college right away, but I was working at Chick-fil-A, but I wasn't doing anything productive. Right, so, right, 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 right. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people can like just chill and play video games all day. And, you know, I, I uh, apparently we're not th- that kind of guy like we we knew we knew we wasn't pulling our own weight in society
1: yeah and and that's and that's what i i felt like i you know and i had some friends that were some of them were were in college and and they were doing well you know what i mean um i had some friends of of mine that were already working and they were making some money you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i wasn't doing either one of them just here I'm just here, you know what I mean, I gotta go ask my mama can I get twenty dollars? you know what I mean
0: Plus yeah, gas yeah.
1: you know what I mean, and or I wake up you know and she you know she slide a twenty on my on my desk or something, you know what I mean, and then like my dad um my dad had a landscape business, so I would go cut some grass, you know what I mean, and do whatever he needed me to do to put a couple of dollars in my pocket um, but I remember after I joined like my whole. That whole time I was home, I really just helped him get his business off the ground. And, you know, he became, you know, he became real successful with that, too. So he was a Dallas fireman, but he also had this on the side because, you know, they worked 24 and they all 48. So the two days that he was off, that's what he was doing. He was doing this whole landscaping thing. And I think that dude went from like two, three, four houses And that six month time period where we was really just buckling down and helping him out. Like, I think it it went to like, like 30 houses. And then he had, he had some, uh, some small, like some businesses where he would go cut the hedges and stuff like that too. And then he started like painting houses and doing stuff like that. So he started having to get more people. He started having to, you know, you know, like it started to grow, but, um, he, um, my whole like I remember the last the last thing I did with my dad before I joined the Navy, um, um, we painted this lady's house. Man, it, it was the nastiest thing I've ever been involved in. Like, uh, this lady had this lady had this house. She wanted the inside of it painted all completely up. And now when I mean like, I'm talking about from start on one wall and go all the way around the house and end on that same wall in the same spot. Like, I want this whole thing painted. And she was like money is not an option you do whatever you needed to do Well, this lady had like eight or nine cats in the house and her family had made her get rid of them cats you know what i mean now, bro, now, it was so bad bro
0: for just to paint a picture and i think i know the answer go for it what was this lady of european descent
1: <laughs> yes she was
0: okay okay keep going okay because yes. i'm trying to get a mental here
1: and she was she was an older lady a sweetheart
0: you know oh, what yeah. I mean?
1: and she um she had lost her husband and i think she tried to fill, fill that void with, as with the cat. weird as it sounds with the cats you know what i mean and but that you know cats are very territorial they mark their territory and stuff you know what i mean so it would be corners in the house like where the the drywall was so soft with just cat pee that I was like, golly. So, we had to go through and paint. So, they wanted us to paint the house first because you had another company that came in and they redid all of the carpet. So, they were like, use like no drop cloths, no nothing. Just paint everything. If you drop paint on the carpet, so be it. You know what I mean? Like, it's about to go out anyway. So, I just remember, man, like we were about three quarters of the way through with the house and they came in and started taking carpet. And I remember that smell in the house just started going away. And I was like, man, how, how can you live your life like this? You know what I mean? But her family was like, look, like, and, and they were like, look, we are gonna redo this house and everything, but no more cats, like no more cats at all. So, and man, I remember my dad told me like, man, she she get real lonely now, you know I think she, think she died about three or four months after I left for the Navy like they redid a house they got everything redone but they kind of put them rules and installations on the man and she died bro Yeah, she did so um that's you know and and i've been doing this navy thing for she may be 20 years um it's uh it's been a long journey man and it's almost over and i got this big smile on my face right now bro because it's getting close
0: so Let's go into that journey, and and I gotcha. and so here's the thing: I don't really want to talk about the Navy because right, right,
1: right. I, I got you.
0: I, I've been there, done that. Didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you got a gotcha. few. You got a few shirts, you know, war stories, gotcha. if you will. Um, gotcha. But I understand that to be in the military and defend and and do all of this, man, like it comes with a cost. It does, and a lot of people who who haven't strapped strapped up the boots, so, so to speak, don't understand that cost. Yeah. The first thing I tell people is that the military is not designed for families.
1: No sir, it's not. It's not. It is a. It is a business, first of all, and it is a business with one goal, and that's to keep continental United States safe right so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's with presence and the only reason and the only way you can be present is to be away you know what I mean so yeah (laughs) yeah, absolutely yeah so um, you know like you can be going through issues at the crib but you got a set schedule and if that schedule calls for you to be underway you know you got to press pause Go do your requirements and then come back and try to press play and then it just keeps piling on top of each other and you know some some families break you know what i mean and that's just what it is yeah
0: now have you been married before
1: i have i have i just i just recently got divorced
0: now as a person who who has been divorced man um it's it's tough even when you think like going through the actual process is not as tough as people, some people say.
1: Right. The, right.
0: You get to the part, okay, we're no longer married. Mm-hmm. But you still got to deal with each other. Yeah. And yeah. that's the, and, and here comes the tough part. Mm-hmm. Here, here comes the tough part. Now, would you say that, uh, that being in the Navy led to uh, some of the demise of your relationship.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs>
0: speak, speak on that, man. And, and, and you know, again, man, uh, we're talking about the price for freedom, the price right. that you're paying to, to provide us freedom.
1: Right. So, um, when I got married, um, I was coming out of Coastal Riverines, right? So Coastal Riverines was my sixth, seventh, and eighth year in the Navy. So my first five years in the Navy, I was on USS Boxer LHD four. We did five deployments. Mm. I went to Coastal Riverine Squadron One in San Diego, and I did three deployments. I met. my spouse my first year coastal river rings and um we went through we were together uh we lived together and then uh she was she got you know like we, we we were expecting a baby and um i got orders to go on deployment and mm. I got, when I got those orders to go on deployment, um, you know, our relationship started to kind of like to kind of change, but um she moved back home and there was a you know that like, there was there was a lot to it, you know, like that that ended up her moving back home. And then um I went on deployment, and then when I came back from deployment, everything that we went through before I went on deployment, you know, like we decided to kind of push that to the side and um, you know just go forward with our relationship and um, mm-hmm. so for the next for the next six and a half years I was recruiting and then I went to the Frank Cable in Guam right which is um, you, you choose whether you're going to or not on the Frank Cable bro so, of course, like, I never deployed. I never was away from the house for more than a week. Mm-hmm. And that was for school. And that became the lifestyle. Um, I played a lot of ball. You know what I mean? I, I did a lot of things, in, 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 and we'll get more into that in a little bit. But um, I, I thought everything was cool. And then we got to Hawaii, and I went to USS O'Kane, DDG 77. And, boy, life changed after that. Yes, sir. So it wasn't, you ain't got no choices now. And then as things started to progress in the Navy, as things started to happen in the Navy, like a USS O'Kane is a ballistic missile defense ship. So we provide protection for ballistic missiles. Like if somebody launches ballistic missiles over at the United States, then it's that job to effectively try to knock them out of the sky. Right. Um, You had the two incidents in the Navy where the ships collided and those were ballistic missile defense ships. So that only left us on the West Coast. Yeah. So guess what that means? On the way. See ya. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, man. So yeah, it, but it was signs on the wall that things were kind of in a rut. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I didn't pick up on them. I didn't want I, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna see it because you know i was in love with my wife we had three kids by then and um i was trying anything and everything that i could to make it work and ultimately it, it didn't
0: <clears throat> now ignoring the signs and trying to make it work you you stated that that was uh once you first got back un- from underway and um from deployment and y'all decided to move forward with our relationship. Y'all had just put a lot of, of issues to the side. Now, they wasn't unresolved, they was just there.
1: Right, right.
0: Did, so, do, do you think that had like it festered in another way later on?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, and that's a great question. So, um, there was an issue or a situation that happened where I was my, my brother. So my brother moved out to, uh, to San Diego with us. And my brother was, uh, he was, he was dating this girl and, uh, her roommate. I ended up knowing her roommate from high school. We went to high school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> we, um, uh, and this is crazy because I don't even think my ex knows this story and this is she was pointing at all these other people you know what I mean and it never was anybody else it was it was this girl so um, it automatically gave us something in common so when I went over there to see her you know what I mean like um she pressed your boy and me right I felt like I made it out of the situation alive because we didn't have intercourse you understand what I'm saying like
0: that's
1: a big win it it, is to me that that was a humongous win you know what i mean (laughs) like that was a Mm -hmm. huge win so uh i um i was like i made it out of there alive but somehow some i can't remember i think she sent some kind of like crazy ass text message to my phone or something like something wild you know what i mean and it was probably like some naked pictures or something and I ended up leaving my phone at the crib. Right. Yeah. So she picked up the phone. And when she picked up the phone, of course, she sent some messages. You know what I mean? And that was it, bro. Like she, it was like World War Three and that motherfucker. But um, she ultimately decided to go home. Um, there was another girl that, and I knew that she was. I knew how she felt about me. I did not feel the same way about her. Um, but she was she was shooting her shot, and and you know, like I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't necessarily interested, but I wasn't like turning away, I was kind of entertaining it, you know what I mean?
0: So yeah. This then and, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this is it's a part a good- that like that a lot of people have to understand. That we are very ego driven.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And and if someone is bringing this attention, it's it's never enough attention.
1: It's kind of that makes you say
0: that attention's wrong. You know what I mean? So, so in in our own mind, we we rationalize sometimes. Now, when I say we, let let me be clear. When I say we, I'm talking about younger. Males. I'm not talking about me right now today and, and and my I love my wife, but um <laughs> in, in in younger days we would rationalize these things like I got it under control, I'm yeah. not gonna mess with her. I don't find her attractive, but this right. attention feels good.
1: It does because so, like so, everything everything at the crib is negative,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah.
1: you're receiving so, something positive. You understand so, so what I'm the
0: saying? Women is to hey, uh The the same way you like compliments, in the same way that you like, uh, 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 for your, for you, when you walk through your man say, Oh, you look good, you know what I mean? We, we, we like that too. Almost need that. We, we almost need that in different, and, and even like, say, for instance, if I try to fix something, you know, come big that up. Oh, man, you, you changed the light bulb. Hell yeah, you know, whatever it is, you know, because if we're getting that attention, we're not looking for that attention. But if we're not getting that attention, this is a good point for you to continue because I'm sure where this is going.
1: uh Uh-huh. So, (laughs) uh, you know, like, I I would tell her, you know, like, when you say negative things over over and over and over and over and over and over again, like, a person starts to believe those negative things. And you don't really realize the attention that you're missing until somebody gives you that attention. And then you like, oh wow. That feels pretty good. good. Yeah, that <laughs> feels pretty good. You know what I mean? So um when I left for deployment, she was already home. We came back out, and well, she came back out to California to see me leave. And you know, the baby was Kylie, Kylie's 13 now. So Kylie was a couple months old, and um, I had a I, I have an older daughter that's from a previous relationship, and um, you know I got Cam and Kyle together, and um, you know it was it was um, it was a good, you know it felt good to have them all in the house together, you know what I mean. So when mm-hmm. I went on deployment, um, you know like. Things weren't the greatest. It was the first time I had been away, you know what I mean? Because like um it's the first time I had been away from, from her, other than her, like she moved to Texas, but I could fly home, we could talk every day, you know what I mean? Stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: our relationship wasn't bad, but I always felt like it was like we you know we were always gonna get back together, you know what I mean? So um when I left for deployment, that was the first time I was actually away. And that was tough, man. Like I, we constantly stayed into it on deployment. Um, it was, uh, you know, she was on whatever she was doing that in, in Texas. And I I was, I was out, you know, on deployment, I, you know, like in, in our deployment, that deployment was one of those, uh, humanitarian missions. So I was on the, I was on the, I was on the mercy and, um, uh, Man, like those are those are some weird deployment. It's not normal, you know what I mean? Like when yeah, you come yeah, in sure. when you come in the port, like for them, like so your time underway is when you're not doing nothing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nothing at all. Like normal navy deployment, when you go underway, that's when you do your work. You that's pull right. in the port, you pull in the port that's true for rest and relaxation, right? Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite when you go into humanitarian deployment. When you go out to sea, you ain't doing nothing. But you just out to sea, you know what I mean? When you pull in the port, that's when the work starts. So we were pulling the port for like 20-some days in countries like Papua New Guinea, Caerbato, Philippines. Like, Caerbato, Philippines, Like there's a civil war going on in the Caerbato, Philippines. Like, that's when we were working. And um, so when I got back from deployment, I was like, I need to go put this thing back together, get my family situation right. So I drove. I didn't get a flight. I didn't do anything. I jumped in the car. I went home that day. I went to my brother's apartment. I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning. I got some food, did what I needed to do and about seven o'clock in the morning i'm on i'm on the road i'm going down to raymondville texas i'm going to raymondville texas i'm gonna get my family and um it took me two days to get down there i stopped in el paso and when i got there um we um i had got to the point where i was like you know what man like I'm just going to accept the fact that this probably ain't going to happen. right? And, um, I was ready to go. I was like, I'm gonna go see my mom and dad for a couple of days. And, um, I'm gonna go back to Texas. So kind of felt discouraged. Cause I felt like maybe I failed that day. I was getting my stuff ready. I had one more load of clothes to do. And then I was going to be on my way to Dallas and, uh, my mom called my phone she answered my phone um she came outside because I heard you know the washing and dryer her mom's house is outside her dad's house is outside she answered the phone she came out to the she came out to to out there by the washing and dryer and she had this look on her face man and I could see her eyes were tearing up you know what I mean and I was looking at her and I'm like, what's wrong with you and uh she handed me the phone and it was my mom my dad was in the hospital and um he had a blood clot and I think it was a blood clot and it was it was it wasn't quite to his heart yet but it was traveling to his heart it was in his arm and it was coming down his arm so he had passed out in the garage at the house they didn't know they didn't really know what was wrong with him yet so my mom was like you you might want to come down here you know what i mean to, to you know check out so i'm like all right as soon as these clothes get through drying i'm on the way you know what i mean so i'm watching her and she's like throwing stuff in the bag or whatever She was like i'm going to you know what i mean like she was like i'm not letting you go through this by yourself so we went to go see my dad he was laid up he was in the hospital for a minute he's in the hospital for about two weeks because they didn't let him go home because they didn't want if that clock traveled they wanted to effectively be able to stop it. And the, re- the way that they could get to it the quickest was while he was in the hospital. So um, we were laying in the bed that night, and she was like, look, i never forget this. She was like, look, she was like, it's obvious that you're not going nowhere, and it's obvious that I'm not going nowhere. She was like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? And I was like, you're right. She was like, we're together. We got a beautiful child together. You know what I mean? She was like. We need to do whatever we need to make it, to do to make it work okay you know what i mean so um when i went back to california um everything was pretty good you know what i mean and then the wedding thing was going on we would get we were kind of planning a wedding and um i came down for the wedding And two days before we got married, me and her had the same phone. We had the exact same phone. It had the same case, everything. So the only thing that was different was the screensaver was different. I was laying in the bed, and she was asleep right next to me. And the phone started going off. And I just grabbed a phone and clicked the button, and... That's how I found out she had cheated on me. Mm. Two days. Two days. Wow. Yeah.
0: So this next question. Uh I'm just going to ask it. Did it hurt your feelings or your pride more?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I would say I would say my feelings at first. And then as you start to think about it, it kind of shifts to your pride.
0: Okay. And and you know, because I I was cheated on before, and, and and you know, once once I had time to analyze, my pride, like my pride was bruised, my ego was bruised. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I'm like, To me, yeah, <laughs> you, you did this to me,
1: right? You know what I right.
0: mean. But so and, and,
1: and. it took my brother, it took my brother to get me back on the right path, right? So mm-hmm. when I read it, right? When I read the message, I was like, the hell, you know what I mean? So I woke up and I was like, what the fuck is this, you know what I mean? So, um, I took the phone. I took a phone and i kind of just threw it on the ground and uh not on the ground well, on the bed right there by her. and then i got up man and i was like i'm out you know what i mean like fuck this i'm done you know what i mean yeah yeah so um but then i'm thinking at the same time like my mom and my aunt here today my brother get here today you know what I mean? like everybody the whole family the whole family riding through today you know what i mean and um. Uh, you know, like, we already had hotel rooms and stuff Them, And um, so I decided I was going to keep my mouth shut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet about this. Like, we'll talk about this, right? Without, like, her mom sat me down. I remember I was sitting on the ground. And her mom came and sat on the couch right next to me. And she kind of had an arm around me. And her mom and her dad don't speak English. But her sister was there. And her mom was talking to her sister, and her sister was translating it for me. And um she was like, I understand your hurt, I understand your frustration, I understand your pain. You know what I mean? But it was sort of to the effect of everybody makes mistakes. Like you have to learn to forgive, blah, 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 blah. And if it's in your heart, right? Like, please forgive my daughter, like we love you. We care about you tremendously, blah, 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 blah. And I thought about it, right? Not blah, 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 but you know what I mean? So I, I thought about it. And I was still mad. I was mad as hell. So we go out to, it's me, her, and my daughter. We go out to the little it was like we had we had uh, we had rented this condo and it was a it was a humongous it was a beachfront condo we rented this condo and that was gonna be like where the reception was right and the condo had a pool you know what I mean had everything so we didn't necessarily have to leave you know what I mean that we had catered like some food and stuff so we had Rudy's barbecue because I figured, you know you're in Texas you might as well get some good barbecue you know what I mean so uh we ate all this stuff and I remember I was looking in, I was looking in the, like, while we were in the house, Like the trip down there, like 45 minutes away. Trip down there, I don't think I said shit. I don't, I don't have one word. We get down there, and I wanted to get my hair lined up, so I stopped by this barbershop, and this dude lined me up. To this day, that's the best lineup I've ever had in my life, bro. To this day, I still remember, I remember that lineup. So, um. We get there, drop all the stuff off that we're gonna drop off, and we coming back, and then that's when the argument kind of exploded. And I wasn't paying attention, right? And I ran a red light and got pulled over. Then I was like, "You see what the fuck you made me do?" You know, like I was—that just (laughs) that's that sent that shit in the maximum overdrive, bro. And yeah, this is your fault. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, this is this is your fault. And I'm driving the car and not paying attention, and ran this red light. This is your fault. Yeah, so, you did this. <laughs> yes, you did this to me, right? So, um, so, um, my brother, and that's what I think we were on the way to. We were on the way to go get my brother, and my brother shows up, and he's like what's wrong with you like he was like like you know that's my brother you know what i mean they do he know everything so i told him i said man like we'll talk about it you know what i mean so um we went to we went to eat and it was a lot of tension i could feel the tension you know what i mean and you know i i'm i'm pretty sure that everybody that that was there could could feel the tension you know what i'm saying and um my brother was like, let's go get a beer. We made it back to the condo. We was going to spend the night at the condo. He's like, let's go get a beer. And I was like, you want to? He was like, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go Let's go get a beer. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk. So I, to the day, I think it was my mother that was like, you need to go talk to your brother. You know what I mean? Like, you need to talk to your brother because I don't know if he going to do this tomorrow. You know what I mean? And her family was there and um, everything, right? My family's there. Her family's there. Like this is, this is happening, and I'm not so sure I even want it to happen no more. Like my feelings was, my feelings was hurt. Like they said, but by now, like my pride was hurt. So my brother told it like it was. Man, he was like, "Motherfucker, you ain't no angel."
0: Sometimes we need he, to hear that.
1: Yeah, he was like, You ain't no angel. He was like, Come on, man. He was like, Just because he was like, Let's take the instance with the girl from high school, right? He was like, You made it. You made it out of the room alive, right? He was like, You didn't. You did. Y'all didn't have sex. Nothing, right? He was like, But you went in that room, though. Yeah. He was like, What the fuck, you go in the room for? And it kind of dawned on me then, like, okay, bro, you right. You know what I mean? So when we walked into the house, when we came back, we were gone, man. We was gone for, we was probably gone for about two hours, two or three hours. And one beer turned into, like, six. You know what I mean? But, and we weren't really, we we didn't go to a bar or nothing. We got, like, a 12-pack of beer and went and sat by the water. And we just. Talked it out, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. I hadn't I hadn't seen my brother in a couple of months, so because he was a you know he was kind of doing his own thing here in California, but he was living with one of his boys, and I was living in an apartment on the other side of town, so I hadn't seen him in a while, you know what I mean, and even though like and then I was going back and forth out to see it, you know, worked like a bunch of different exercises and stuff, and he would work on the weekends sometimes, so it, it, we just didn't. And and I was like, man, you know, like, I I felt like, I felt like, and it probably wasn't six months. It was probably like two, maybe maybe like a month, but I just hadn't seen my brother and it was, but I had gone through a lot in this month. And yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And like, to hear my brother say that. So by the time we got back to the house, you know, I was in the, I was in the right mindset. Um, but I could tell when we walked into the house, like there was a lot of uncertainty about what was going to happen. You know what I mean? And. I was kind of looking at everybody like, what the hell y'all looking at, man? Like, you know what I mean? So um, she was like, Um, you know, if you don't want to if you don't want to get married, I understand. Or something to that effect, like we had that conversation. I was like, no, nah, nah, I mean it. You know what I mean? Like, let's do it. So um we got married the next day. And man,
0: <clears throat> yeah. So that's a lot for the beginning bro
1: bro but it was obstacles you know and i felt like we had made it over that hurdle
0: yeah yeah
1: um and it was time to uh just go forward with life and just do the things that we uh we had we had set out to accomplish and that was to be have a successful marriage and uh and, 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 you know, just grow together. You know what I mean? Just grow together. Get old together. You know what I mean? Do it, Do what we need to do. Raise these, raise these kids. And uh, well, it was just a child then. Raise my daughter. And, uh, you know, just do our thing. So, um, our marriage was pretty, a pretty normal, I would think, uh, new wed marriage, right? Like, we, we, you know, we fought about stupid stuff. We had never, I mean we thought about stupid things. Um, She was going to school. So she was going to nursing school. So she graduated nursing school, got a degree. And um, then she got, well, she, we got pregnant with my son, Caleb. And, um, that was a traumatic experience in itself because we go on this vacation to Corpus and we was just chilling, you know what I'm saying, and having a good time and and uh, you know, like both of the girls were there, my daughter was there and Kylie was there, uh, Cam, Cam and Kyle, like even to this day, like they peas in the pod, bro. So Cam, me and Cam had the same birthday, and uh, Cam's Cam's turned eighteen and Kylie's thirteen so they they have always been super duper close so it was like a vacation go stay in a hotel for now on the ocean and in corpus let them run around have a good time for the end of the summer you know what i mean laura was right at six months pregnant and you know she was showing a little bit she had a little belly, you know what i mean so but it was it was it was a good time for us to get away um my football season was over. My body was beat up. You know what I mean? So, and that was the year before. No, this was the year we won the championship. So, yeah, because she was pregnant when we won the championship. So, my life was fantastic, bro. Like, we won this championship. The Mavericks won the NBA championship. Bro, they won the NBA championship. We, we won our league. We won our league championship on Saturday. The Mavs finished. There's that Sunday, bro. I mean, my life was my life was great bro so we go we go on vacation and then i'm in san antonio too i'm rubbing it. every spurs fan i know bro i'm like yeah how about the mavericks you know what i'm saying shut up you know what I mean? so yeah, so yeah I, good living. I, I, good living. yeah man my life my life is great man and we go on this vacation the corpus man and we are chilling like we having a good time her sister came down for the day so me and laura got to spend you know just go out to eat together you know what i mean and just talk and have you know and like you know like I've never been in love with something like in that moment right then. Like I love like I was looking at like you beautiful, you pregnant, you got this belly going on, man. And you know, my little dude is in there, bro. Like, yeah, everything is everything is good, man. And we came back to the crib, and we in San Antonio in the summertime, and the AC was broke. And I'm like. So no problem, I called the AC dude and well, I called the uh the agency that we had got the house through and they were like, yeah, they were like, you know, we'll send the AC guy, we'll send the AC guy out and um, because we were just renting like this townhouse. And um, uh, they like we'll send the AC the AC guy comes out, man, and I and to this day, man, I can close my eyes and I can like put myself in that moment. And, like, this is the craziest thing that, the craziest moment that's ever happened to me in my life. Um this dude shows up, man, and I'm outside talking to him because it's hot, bro. And Laura's getting upstairs. She's getting ready to go to work. And this dude is telling me this story. And I went and got him a bottle of water. And I could tell him like, it was just one of them things, man. Like, he needed to get it off his chest. Like, he was holding on to a lot. And this dude started talking, man. And he had found out, like, his 14-year-old daughter was messing around. With a 22-year-old dude that was the pastor's daughter at his, the pastor's son at his church. Wow. So the church house was trying to talk him out of pressing charges. You feel me? And I was like, what? So he's telling me this story, man. And I'm just sitting there like, and I'm trying not to like my mouth, I'm trying not to drop my jaw. And just like, whoa, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this is crazy, but um, I'm listening to him, and he's like, "What would you do if you were in my situation?" And I was like, "I would press charges. I would. I would press charges to the fullest extent." I was like, "Because yeah, he know he knows better. You know what I mean? Like, and so we were out there. We were talking, and it ended up being he figured I was wrong. It was one little part that was wrong with the AC unit, and i just don't have that part i need to go pick that part up and i'll be back tomorrow to fix the ac i said all right cool so um, he's getting all this stuff packed up you know what i mean and the girls come running outside man and the look on their face was sheer horror like they were They were like, the look on both of their faces was insane. And I was like, what is wrong with y'all? And my oldest daughter said, something's wrong with mom. I said, what you mean? And Kylie was like, I don't know. But I think she peed her pants. So I go running upstairs. And she's sitting on the toilet. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, what is wrong with you? And she said, babe, my water just broke.
0: And she's six months pregnant.
1: Yep. Oh, man. So I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that it didn't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, but just to be safe, I was like, just call work, tell them you're not going to be able to make it in. We'll drive down the road to the hospital over to the air force base and we'll get we'll we'll get you checked in and get the doctors to check you out real quick just to make sure everything's okay okay sweetie and she's like okay baby she stood up and it just went everywhere i said oh shit! so i'm gonna tell you how i'm gonna tell you how how god works in mysterious ways bro My brain starts, my brain starts moving. I'm like, okay, if I jump on the 410 right now at four o'clock in the afternoon, by the time we get to Lackland, it's going to be 630 and it's going to be a baby in the car. Right? So I'm like, what can I do? All right. It is a strip of hospitals right by the, she was a, she was a charge nurse at the, uh, at a retirement home right around the corner. Now you go down the road to down there by the retirement home and make a right, right? The retirement home sat around right the corner you go down there and make a right right past the retirement home and it's like five hospitals in a row i was like yeah, i can make it to them hospitals i make it to them and somebody can help me right
0: yeah. so yeah, yeah. Try, try care figure out the risk
1: yeah we yeah track care figure it out right so we jump in the car and we go down this road man i'm fine i'm weaving in and out of traffic man and she's sitting over there she's like oh it hurts i'm like oh damn please don't have this baby in this car so we make it right. I go down the road, and I don't even know why, Jay, but I pulled into a hospital, man, and it ended up being Crystal Santa Rosa Hospital, a satellite of Crystal Santa Rosa Hospital. And Christus Santa Rosa Hospital, the main hospital downtown, has the number one neonatal care unit in the United States of America.
0: Man. Man. Some would call it dumb one.
1: It's number you- one, bro. Number you, one. Some
0: would call that dumb luck, but you but you said it right, man. God works in mysterious he ways. He
1: works and he got it, he got it, he got it that Christ the sleep into the right parking lot, Jack. So I walk into I walk, I pulled up like right behind this ambulance. I'm not looking at signs, nothing, bro. And I walked in to the area where people come into from like when you get out of an ambulance and you come in that that entrance, right? So I skipped the whole process of filling out all the paperwork and everything, right? So I pull, I pull in and I said, wait right here. I'll be right back. And I run in there and I ran up and I turned the corner and I just happened to be at that front desk. right where all the nurses' station where everything is right there. And I had this look on my face and I was like, and this lady, I was like, I came in the wrong way. And this lady was like, I guess it was a look on my face, man. She was like, you did, but it's okay, sweetie. What's wrong? I said, my wife's water just broke. She said, oh, okay. She was like, well, you're about to be a dad. And I was like, she's six months pregnant. Immediately, man, all the nurses just jumped up. And the doctor was like, how many months? I was like, six. Man, they were out of the door. To the car and had her on a stretcher. This dude had came in from a, a a car accident or something, and they was laying right there. He got out of the stretcher and was like, "She's gonna need it way more than I do." And they, man, it was just like it was crazy how everything was just working. And they mm-hmm. brought her in there and they had her over in they had in a room, and and they were like, "Um, she's starting to dilate." And they were like, "Okay, what can we do?" And they were like, "And the ambulance, the, the two dudes on the ambulance. I mean, I wish I knew them dudes' names, man. I would definitely buy them a drink." But uh, they were like, "Give us two minutes. Let us clean this. Hot, let us clean this ambulance out, and we'll get it down down downtown to Rose. We'll get it downtown to the main hospital." And they were like, "All right, let's do it." So I'm like, "What do I do?" And they were like, "Follow the ambulance. Try to follow the ambulance. Just try to follow it." This is the address for the hospital. Put it in your phone. Blah 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 blah. My boy Mike. I called my boy Mike, and uh, he's a paramedic. I called him. Play football with him. That's my one of my best friends in the world. I called him. He shows up at the hospital. He's like, I know exactly where it's at. We'll leave her car here. We'll come pick that up later. He was like, uh, Hop in the truck with me. We'll get down there. So we get down. We get downtown, and they go in. I mean, we in the. We are in the the they we we go into like a hospital room they gave us this big hospital room it had a couch it had an extra bed and everything and i'm looking at the doctor and i'm like what's the plan he was like i didn't i didn't know this and this is, this is something that that people probably don't know is that when the amniotic fluid pours out right there was a break at the top of her sac Mm-hmm. that's where the water came out they were like what we are essentially going to do is that fluid is going to fill back up in the womb it comes back. if it's not time for the body to deliver the baby they were like we are going to keep your wife inverted at an angle like this so her legs up in the air and her lower body down here we are going to keep her like this we'll try our best to keep her like this for three months until it's time for that baby to come up wow and i was like what so <laughs> so man we in a hospital so i i mean uh i was thinking about getting out of the navy man but Man, I never will forget, man, my, my entire chain of command. I was a recruiting in San Antonio. My entire chain of command. When I say my entire chain of command, I mean from my captain to my captain on down to the chief recruiter throughout the Navy from Millington, Tennessee. Um, about four or five cats from Millington. They all flew down, man. And they were like, you do not come to work until this issue is resolved. And I was like, sir, uh, they told me that I'm going to have to sit in this hospital room for three months. Well, she's going to be in this hospital room for three months. And I I got a bed here, you know what I mean? I was like, and, but I was like, that, that's he was like, look, man, you do not come to work until this issue is resolved. And I was like, okay these people were calling uh we had people you know fix us food like all types of stuff. my church that we were going through in, in san antonio they were delivering meals it, it made life a whole lot easier right mm-hmm. because we were man, it was tough because you got kylie cam had to I cam had to go home that night we had to i had to get her back to her mom she was all distraught because she was like my brother's not my brother's gonna die and I get to calm her down. And, you know, at and, and, and the same time, though, you're going into these little meetings with these doctors. And they're like, look, man, we're going to try our best to do everything in this world to save your son. But we're not promising nothing. Man. So that little joker came out, man. He stayed in there for about three or four more weeks. He came out. And uh, he was two pounds, like two pounds and nine ounces when he came out. He dropped down to one pound, 14 ounces. And I, the first time I held him, his head was on my middle finger, and his butt was on the bottom of my hand, and his little legs were hanging off my hand. I held him up in the air, and I was like, you're going to be all right, man. The doctors were going crazy. You're going to break him, and blah, 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 And I'm like, man, that's my, that's my dude. I know. So he was in the hospital, man, for about three months, three, maybe four months, and then he got out. And then mm. when he got out, man, when that Joker got out, bro, it, it the life haven't been the same since. That little and, and he, to this day, the only thing that is wrong, and I'm not saying it's not wrong, but the only difficulty that he had from that premature birth is he uh he has he has asthma. He's starting to outgrow that too. Mm. so no complications no nothing like it took him a while to grow when he came home he was like five pounds five or six pounds man dude was like three months old four months I was like five pounds he looked like he had just been born but once he started to grow like now he's so he was in the fifth percentile of children born like at the newborn stage and by the time he was two, he was in the 96th percentile. And I think he's in the 94th percentile now. He's a big dude.
0: Oh, yeah. Big, I see, I see him on the um, yeah. on your joint. Yeah, yeah, he's not a little fella. So, nah, he's
1: a big, big, strong, healthy dude, man.
0: So y'all, uh, y'all have another child.
1: Yeah. So we got another one. And okay. then we go to Guam. We go to Guam. And this is where it started she hated one absolutely hated um i noticed that she i kind of noticed it before but as you start to get further and further away from your element so in san antonio right we're not far away from our element at all i'm three and a half hours north she's three and a half hours south that's where we're from right so Mm -hmm. anytime you start to kind of like feel overwhelmed with life right you can always go back to the house get a yeah. recharge you understand what i'm saying and and family is always close like my dad my mom and dad would come into san antonio to watch games and stuff especially if we were playing the playoff games and stuff like that my dad would come down to play games and stuff and uh I always felt like I had that support system. And I feel like that's why I, I played I played ball so well too, was because my dad was all he was always there. You know what I mean? Like he would come down and watch games, and, and my mom, my mom came and watched a couple of games too. And um I um it was it was comfortable in San Antonio, like super comfortable, like almost to the point to where it was like like maybe I should think about um doing this like career recruiting thing right and um they have what they call like these uh i can't like canvassing recruiters they're called can racks and what can racks do is can racks only recruit in a certain area so that's what you do for the rest of your time in the navy is you only recruit like i would only recruit in san antonio texas like i would never transfer i would never do anything but the downfall to recruiting to doing cam wrecking is you will never make chief never right. make. so i wanted to make chief like that was one of my main goals in the navy was to make chief i wanted to do it so i took orders to the frank cable and um yeah man um we ended up we ended up transferring to guam um once we started with that guam thing right like that's when like we got to guam and it was beautiful right but one of the things that she told me, right, is she was like, you spend all your time, all your free time playing football in San Antonio. I don't want you to play football when we go to Guam. I don't want you to play. And I'm like, babe, it's Guam. It ain't like they play football anyway. You know what I'm saying? like, we you ain't got to worry about playing the football. Not in Guam. Little did I know that Guam got like two, like, Professional leagues for me. Hold on, I'm gonna get into that story. So, uh, we go to Guam, man. We have been in Guam for four days, bro. Four days. And I'm sitting in the hotel room, like, we don't even have a place to live yet. You know what I mean? Like, we just in a hotel in downtown Guam. And I'm looking at this, um, I'm looking at this, you know, like, at commercials and stuff like that, and watching TV, and they've got this championship game for this adult league in like two days but so my whole thought process was i i, you know, I want to go watch them play you know what i mean like i'm not gonna play you know? and i just want to go watch them play you know what i mean so there's nothing wrong with watching you didn't you didn't say like you cannot watch football you said you can't play football and i'm not playing i'm watching so we didn't have nothing else to do. And she agreed to it. She was like, okay, like, we can go check them out, right? We can go check them out. So, um, uh, I, uh, we go check them out. And, uh, I'm over there, man. And I'm talking to some cats. You know what I mean? Like, they just sitting over there, by us. And it was my boy, Jeff. Uh, same dude that always be coming on videos and stuff. Uh, well, on uh, a post on the Facebook page, Jeff Warfield. That's the first dude I meet. And, it's a black dude in Guam. He got a beard and an earrings, so he ain't in the Navy, you know what I mean? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs>
0: right, right, right. You know what
1: I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, uh, he, little did I know that this cat was like, he's a big-time lawyer. Like, he's a humongous lawyer in Guam. So, uh, I said, uh, he was like, man, he was like, uh, you look like you are in pretty good shape, man. He said, you ball? I said, yeah. I said, I do. I said, but, uh, it's a, it's a pretty good. Uh, I got a pretty good explanation why I can't ball no more though. And he was like, "What you got hurt or something?" I said, "No, I don't want me to do it." And he was like, uh, "But can you ball?" That's not what I asked you. I asked you, "Could you ball?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, uh, "I was like, well, we won." So my wife says, "Well, they won a state championship," and you know the biggest semi-pro football league in the nation. And he was like, What position you play Well, I play quarterback. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I'll be right back. So he goes and tells like the, the head coach of the team that he plays for. And they were like, they come over there. It's like five of them come over there. And they were like, uh, so you play quarterback. And I was like, Yeah, you know what I mean? I play, I play quarterback. So they say this dude says well there's been a lot of people that have come on the island talking about they could throw a football and they play quarterback and they do this 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 and this and this can you can you really throw a football and I was like I remember I looked at I looked at Laura and she started laughing she was like oh shit!" and I was like yeah I can throw it so he was like show me and throws me a football okay so i go out there man dude starts going down the field he's like 35 40 yards down the field and i'm like just keep going he was like what did he get about 50. i'm like keep going he got to about 55 yards i threw the ball over his head i can put a ball in the air by 65 yards
0: So today like, today
1: yeah right now absolutely. absolutely so he says um, uh, he says uh put the ball away put the ball away y'all put the ball put the ball away so just me doing that, it's, been, it's like four or five other dudes come over there like, hey, man, like, uh, you, you play football? I'm like, nah, man, I never played football before in my life. These dudes invited us to, like, this barbecue, man. So I'm looking at Laura. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to go to these strange people's houses. You know what I'm saying? They ain't like inviting us to barbecue. They might kill us or something. So she was like, look, remember the roads that you take to get to the house, right? That's how we're going to get out. Like, don't forget. So I'm mapping the roads. Man, ended up, man, we ended up meeting the right people. So I thought. We ended up meeting the right people. Um and um she was with like it was it, it was more of a family thing. Wives and kids. You understand what I'm saying? The dudes play football, the wives and the kids congregate. They would make, like, we have a big potluck together after after the games and stuff, man. Like It was really cool how they did it. And I was like, all right, man, like, this is pretty legit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like the way y'all do things over here, bro. And I was like, man, when does the next season start? They was like, a in like three days. It's another league, right, that starts in three days. Like, that's when the game started. He's like, we're not playing. It's not this group. He was like, but there's like 12 dudes. From this team that are going to play for this other team, It's like they got an established quarterback. The dude played at Kansas State. Like he could really, he had, his name is Stephen Phillips. Like he can ball for real. And I was like, well, I can play receiver, too. You know what I mean? Like I can catch the ball. So I ended up, I ended up start, I ended up going over there to that team. I ended up starting that receiver. So my first game in Guam is four days after I got.
0: Out. <laughs> As you said, you're not gonna play football.
1: I said I'm not gonna play football no more. My next game is four days away, right? So I'm like, damn. So I like I talked to her about it. I said, look, I was like, you like to go to the gym and work out, which that was her thing, right? That that that's still her thing. She likes to go to the gym, she likes to put in work at the gym, you know what I mean? And, And that's just what she does. I play ball. That's what I do. That is like that's my that's my That's my therapeutic rep. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I do. That's what I do. So I explained that to her the best that I could. She said, "Okay, babe, like I get it." Hell, our first date was to one of my football games, right? That's I've been I've been playing ball since I was ten. You know what I mean? Like that's just that's just what I've done. Football and baseball. That's what I've done. So um, it's not like. You don't know this about me. This is not like, oh, I got this hidden secret. I like football. Like, no, that's not. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's not. It's not like it's. It's a secret. So, um, and I'll tell you how that all came into play later in just a minute. So, um, I go through Guam, uh, made three all-star teams in Guam, um, got to, to other countries to play football, man, and it was cool, but. My wife started, and I noticed it. I started to – I noticed it a little bit in San Antonio. She got into it with this one dude on my team, right, because he was coming over to the sideline saying, I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that. So he had four touchdown catches, but I was the one throwing the ball, you know what I mean? So she I, yeah. she took a, she took offense to it way more than I took offense to it. So she was like – you know, she was going off like, you didn't do shit, blah, 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 blah. blah. So – uh I, we had to break that up my cousin was at that game he was like damn he's like kind of wild i was like bro but um there would there would just be instances man where like things are happening and like in, in guam like this lady there was this there's an older lady that kind of ran like the concession stands and, and laura had like volunteered to work the concession stands but she's trying to get kylie ready she's trying to get Chris. i mean caleb ready and um she was a little bit late showing up to the game and that she was And, and the lady kind of came over there and kind of cornered her about being late to work the concession concessions. So Laura was like, look, I'm volunteering to do this. I got to get these. I, I I'm the only one here with small babies. You know what I'm saying? Like Caleb was a year old, maybe. And he, and, but I don't know any of this is going on, right. I have no idea any of this shit is going on. I'm playing on the field. And, um, she says, uh, Laura says, "You know what? Like, fuck this. You know what I mean?" She just got in the car and just left. So after the game, actually at halftime, I was like, "Where's my wife?" You know what I mean? And somebody's like, "She was here, but she left." So in my mind, I'm mean, thinking, "Okay, she probably wants to go get some, you know, like something to eat or whatever. Didn't feel like eating what was here. wanted to go get something to eat, or she went to the crib because Caleb then probably pooped his pants. You know what I'm saying? And then he got changed pants or whatever. You know what I mean? Like." I don't
0: know what's going
1: on. No big deal. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So we end up finishing the game, and then after the game, she's not there. So I'm looking for like I'm looking for a truck, I'm looking for everything, and um, she's not there. So I'm looking for my phone, my phone is in my bag. Of course, I was playing music on my phone, and I let the music just keep playing, so my phone is dead. Um I'm like, okay, now I gotta find a charger, but my charger's in my wife's truck. You know what I mean? Like, damn, man. So, this dude walks up to me and tells me what happened. He told me what happened. He was like, she kind of cornered over there in a the corner, and Laura was just like, fuck this, and just left. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, like I know how Laura is. Laura can be, Laura can be confrontational, but she don't like to. She but she can be real cool, but she don't like to be pushed around. You know what I mean? She does not like to be given like. You come over there like why didn't you do this when you said you were gonna do it? And if she gives you a reason and you keep going about it, she'll be like, you know what, fuck that, and just walk away. I know how she is. So I'm like, yeah. okay, that's that sounds like Laura. So um I waited. I was real patient with um the way I handled the situation. Like the lady, I know that the lady is ultra like she can be aggressive, like the lady that she was dealing with. Be aggressive, and she's an older lady, so she kind of expects things to go her way, it's her way, or the highway, you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. um, they were talking and um, just back going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then the lady turns to me, and he she goes and asked Laura. Now, mind you, it's been like three people come and tell you the story about what happened now, and they all three said the same thing that Laura kind of tried to like smooth the situation out. But the lady kept going, you know, kept getting kind of kind of silly with it. You know what I mean? So Laura was like, you know what, man? Like, fuck this, i out. And I was like, okay. So I was just waiting. And she was like, and asked for Laura. And then so she starts talking to me about Laura. And her story is totally different, of course, than, than what everybody else told me. So she doesn't know that I already know what happened. I knew what happened already. So I asked the lady. I said, I said, are you sure that's the way it happened? I was like, because that's not the understanding that I have. And I told her the story about what I saw. You know what I mean? About what I heard. And I could tell she got uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, that's probably the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she was like, Well, 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 just tell Laura I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I said, that's something that you're gonna have to deal with. You're gonna have to talk to Laura about. It. I yeah. can't go and apologize for you. You have to go apologize to Laura. So um she never did. Well, she, it took like maybe like almost a year later she apologized. But um after that, Laura was like, all your time is spent playing football. I don't like this. So her comfort zone at the football games is now gone. Yeah. Right? It's gone. So she's like, all you're doing is playing football. You don't never have time for your family. You don't never do this. You don't never do that. You don't never do this. You don't never do, don't never do that. And I'm like, okay. I said, this is the second time you've done that. Right after we won the championship and Christian was born, she got into it with this girl on the sideline at one of my football games in San Antonio. And so what happened was, was that uh, one of the dudes on our football team stole another dude's helmet. He stole it. And Laura and this other girl saw him do it. They watched him do it. and. I tried to defend the dude, man. I was like, he probably grabbed the wrong helmet, or he probably thought that the helmet was one of this other dude that this other dude that he they were like they were they used to kick it all the time. They they were they were cool too. Um, he had the same type of helmet that this dude had, and I was like, he probably thought that it was that dude's helmet. You know what I'm saying? He's just gonna take it to him once he realizes it's not his helmet. You Know what I mean? I was like, just give him give him a chance. You know what he'll I mean? Bring it back. So he bring it back. So he didn't. That <coughs> that my fucking stuff that motherfucker stole this dude's helmet, man. He took this dude's helmet, right? Hold on. He took this dude's helmet. This this Negro went and got the helmet painted, bro. He got the helmet a brand new paint job. He put a brand new face mask on the helmet everything bro like it made it look like a totally different helmet dog and i'm like yo you know what i mean so, <laughs> so um he called me that week and asked me that i want to go to austin with him which is only an hour down the road that i want to go to austin with him because he wanted to pick up this face mask he just wasn't real sure about the dude he was picking the face mask up from he was like dude look kind of crazy you know what i mean he was like it's not the fact that i'm He's like, I just want to be cautious. You know what I mean? And I'm like, bro, I can't. Like, I got to work. I was like, just go pick up the face mask. I said, man, you, you 6'5", 260 pounds. What the hell are you scared of? Brandon, big dude, man. He play tight end. He a big-ass cat. So um, my coach, a week after the game, asked me. He said, Corey, he was like, uh, I need you to come over to the house because I need to talk to you about something. And I'm like, "All right, man, so he don't live that far from me. My coach live like 20 minutes from me, 15 minutes from me." So I I, I zoomed down the street and uh I think I saw Laura and the kids over there and like, you know, they in the backyard jumping on the trampoline doing whatever, you know what I mean? And we sitting in the kitchen and it's uh me, his wife and Laura. We sitting in the kitchen. And he was like, "I know that you you were super focused on the game, you know what I mean? He was like, "But did you happen to notice what kind of helmet Brandon had on during the game. And I was like, no, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like I, I don't be looking at people. Oh, that's a nice revo speed you have there, buddy. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. kind of helmet you got. As long as it protects your head and you catch the damn ball when I throw it to you, that's the only thing I care about. <laughs> I tell you, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. So um, I was like, nah, coach, I didn't. So he started showing me some pictures of the game. And this nigga had the helmet on, bro. He did. And I was like, fuck. So, Laura was like, I told you. I told you that he took that boy's helmet, right? So, and Jay, we talking about a $600 helmet, man. Like, we talking about like, yeah, like, dude, pay some bread for this helmet. And dude took it from him. So, he was like, Corey, he was like, you are the captain of this team. He was like, what are you going to do about it?
0: Whoa.
1: I'm like, oh, now this is my boy. You know what I'm saying? So I call him, right? And he was like, I want to kick him off the team. That's what I want to do. I want to kick him off the team. I said, how about this? How about I call him, make him return the helmet, right? Make him return the helmet. And um, I will – I will – um." make him return the helmet like there's no reason to kick him off um and he was like he was like um i tell him i tell him this man i called him and 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 the crazy part about it is that i called him and i was talking to him and he told me he didn't have the helmet he lied to me and i was like brandon i see the pictures right here bro you know what i'm saying Then he was like, Oh, I went, Oh, I went and bought another helmet. You know what I mean? Like I bought a helmet. I'm like, Brandon, look, we about, I was like, Brandon, we about to have like an entire ring ceremony. You know what I mean? To get these rings for this, for this win. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just won a championship, bro. And they they present us with rings. And and uh, I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be real cool. And he was like, um, Fine, fine. You know what I mean. So let me see what this nigga did, man. This nigga shows up to our ring sizing, right? These niggas shows up to the ring sizing. This nigga has completely gutted inside of the helmet out. So there's no pads in the helmet, right? The only thing is the shell. He then took the face mask off because the face mask that he had on there before the dude's face mask, he threw that shit. Off. So the only thing that this dude got, man, is like the shell of his <laughs> Bro, so Laura was like, you know, that's some foul ass shit. You know what I'm saying? So his wife gets mad and was like, Corey Dying, my husband. He told on my husband. And I was like, I didn't even know what your husband did. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man! Like, it, it, so I don't know how it all became my fault. It came it became my fault that this dude stole football helmet. So Laura ends up getting into it with this dude's wife, right? So um, then all of a sudden it was just like, you put too much football and blah blah this and blah blah that and blah blah So this argument that's going on, like I've lived this argument before. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm
1: like. I'm like, I'm like, look, Laura, like, this is what I do. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is what I do. This is like, this is my way of releasing my stress, releasing my anger, releasing everything, right? Like, this is how I do it. And um, I kind of stopped playing in San Antonio before we left. I think with that next season, um, I played in like, we had a twelve game a, a twelve game season. I think I played in like six or seven games, maybe. You know what I mean? We went undefeated and then like the week before that week of practice before the playoffs, man. We trying to repeat the champions. I ain't go to practice one time. I went out there during during the first playoff game. Like, man, we was and, and we were we were a really good football team. I, I mean I shit the bed. I think I threw like four picks and losing the first round of the playoffs to a team that had like four or five wins the entire season. Like we just wow. We, I blew it so but I was cool with it, you know what I mean? Because happy wife, happy life, right? had to have the and and what I was doing, man, was that I take that back. I was playing in games. I wasn't really going to practice, I was playing in games, but I would play in the game till like to a point to where like we had a comfortable lead, right? And then I would dip. So I remember being late. One- we was in the game i knew the team was playing was good and i'm like look we got to go about 21 by the fourth quarter i gotta go you know what i mean and then we go into the fourth quarter we down by six points i'm like shit (laughs) like i gotta hurry up man so i'm pressing bro i'm throwing deep passes i'm doing everything we finally connect we go about 14 i'm like oh i can leave i'm late getting to the crib man she's going off she worked on saturday she going off, and then I, am like, all right, baby, I'm sorry, man. You know what I mean? Like my bad. So normally, what would happen was is that she worked overnight. She was a nurse because she was a nurse. She worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so she worked from seven at night to seven in the morning. So mm-hmm. most of the time, our games were like at two or three. So I would play right, and I played to the third quarter, to the end of the third quarter. Four, four. I would bounce. I come home right and and take a shower and then like she would get dressed and then go to work you know what i mean and and like uh i was never late except for that one time bro i was like let me hear about it but um we um i i just i didn't take it seriously anymore because and, and you know like things around the house weren't too bad because i wasn't playing sports like i was at the house where she wanted me like i want you at the house so that's where i'm at so um
0: so in hindsight <clears throat> do you think if you could go back in and, and, and relive your life when you got uh-huh. to go on with you to play football still
1: hell yeah
0: So <laughs> like you don't think that you choosing football over not playing was one of the many steps that led to the demise of your relationship
1: right okay so yes i do right but here's the thing right if that's the case then i'm going to ask her not to go to the gym anymore.
0: Because she spends all her. I get that. Does that? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no. I get you. I get you. But let's. We're talking about sacrifice. We're talking about love. We're talking about all these things, right? So let's get to the uh, to the gritty. Okay. What was the end? What What made y'all say okay? This is this is it.
1: So, we go. We get through Guam. She's ready to leave Guam. I am like, okay, I'm tired of my wife being upset all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what is necessary to get my wife out of Guam. So I take orders to another ship. Which, if I would have made it one more year, man, one more year in Guam, but I don't, it would probably would have been the same thing because she was over Guam. Like, and the thing about it is, is that, and I tell you when I tell you when I knew she was over Guam, we. My dad, my dad developed cancer while we were in Guam. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I need to go see my dad. So we flew home. It cost a ten grand to fly home. Whew. That's for the plane tickets. Ten grand, mm. and I knew then she was over it. So in order for us to go home, like when we flew into Dallas, right? We flew into Dallas and me and my oldest daughter flew in the day after they did. When we flew into Dallas, Jay, I want to say we had about $300 left in our bank account. It was, I was like, damn. And this was just to go home, but I had to see my dad. You know what I mean? Like I had to see my dad. And, um. It was like when it was time to go back home, bro, when it was time to go back to Guam, she was she was not happy.
0: I can imagine
1: she was and, tempted and, and, she was tempted she was tempted to stay home then,
0: oh yeah, for sure, and for yeah. for those of y'all yeah. who don't who never heard of Guam, it's a really small island in the um in the ocean. Mariana honest man i've probably been to guam three or four times in the time that i was in the navy and for a total of about eight days and i've been to every inch of guam at least three times in those eight days it's really really small.
1: 20 24 miles from the air force gate to the navy gate and 16 miles wide and that's guam
0: so that's so guam smaller it's smaller than probably Atlanta. Well definitely is you could away.
1: you could fit Guam and Atlanta twice.
0: And Maybe. still have, it's, have some and still
1: have plenty, plenty of room.
0: <laughs> plenty plenty of room. <laughs> yeah, plenty of room. So, so
1: yeah so,
0: gonna, uh, give you that go ahead.
1: Yeah so um she is ready to go right like she is ready to go um I, I'm I'm essentially doing everything then, like, I'm doing anything in my power to get my wife out of here because she is ready to go. So I I'm, it just so happens that the detail was my boy. You know what I mean? I called him. He was like, I can give you orders to Hawaii. He was like, uh, I can put you on a ship for a year and then give you shore duty in Hawaii for three years. So that's four years in Hawaii. I tell her she's like hell yeah, right? She's like I'm with it.
0: But from island to island, that's like
1: hold on, but she but Hawaii, we always want so our whole thing was we want to station in Hawaii. That was until you get stationed
0: so, in Hawaii. Like Hawaii's very no, beautiful until you live there.
1: Oh hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Being in Hawaii from Guam made Hawaii feel like Texas, bro. Hawaii was huge. We were like Whoa, Columbia, this absolutely. place is huge. Yeah, this place is huge. Right? So um I um we were laying in the bed and I told her, man, I said, look, I said, um, I'm going to a destroyer. Like I've never been to a destroyer before. Um I know they're busy. You know what I mean? I know I know they're busy. It's not gonna be like here. Like I'm gonna have to spend some time out at sea. And I never will forget the words that she told me. She said, I said, the last time I was out to see it on deployment, I was like, we all know that. You know what I mean? I was like, just didn't, didn't go very well. And I was like, and I'm I'm seriously afraid of that happening again. You know what I mean? So she says, um, baby, that was a long time ago. Like, we've grown way past that way past that and i'm like Shit. that's all i needed to hear all right cool you know what i mean so i take the orders we go to hawaii and we get there and i was like i'm gonna take a week off um we're gonna travel around uh you know just see the island explore some things do this hotel living for a little bit you know what i mean just kind of check things out so um we I spent, like, a week off, you know what I mean? We found out where the ship was, and, uh, like, we kind of looked at the ship. I didn't go on board the ship. Like, they were calling me, like, hey, man, where you at? I'm like, look, I'm on the island, bro, but I'm going to take some time, you know, with my family, just to chill with my family, uh, find a place to live, you know what I mean? Um, I was like, I'm going to do it on my own. I was like, I'll come check on the ship, go through this little indoor class, whatever you got, and then I'm going to take another 10 days and have fun to leave, right? I was like, but we need... So we found this beautiful house man uh right in kaneohe and the crazy part about it is a humongous we live in this huge house one it had it had these two was well, big l-shaped balcony right and um one half of the balcony looked up at the mountains and the other half looked out at the ocean it was like the perfect view wow it was beautiful so, and she was like, I really like this house. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. And that was another thing Guam we argued about. She hated the house that we lived in. She hated that house. You chose the house. You, you didn't consult with me about nothing. You chose this raggedy piece of shit house. Blah, 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 I'm like, okay, you're picking everything this time. Like, this yeah, is yeah, all yeah, yeah. you. Yes. So, she picks this house, and we move in, bro. We move in, and it is It our living room was so big we had two sets of living room furniture and this humongous dining room table that sat like four eight it sit ten people at this table and all of this was in the living room in the living room area and it was still Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of room in there it's just a humongous living room huge and it was all glass all the way around the house so it it was beautiful man like the sunrise sunsets everything so um i am i am i am glad that she chose this place it is an excellent area but the schools in that area were excellent um my daughter kind of got a slow start to school but everything started you know panning out for her uh my son when we first realized like this dude is super smart you know what i mean so uh, we always knew he was kind of smart but once he started going to school and you see him around other kids his own age and how he Reacts and then, the you know, like his school work and everything. Like, this dude is super smart. You know what I mean? So he was gifted, talented program. And Kylie went from being so far behind because they're in year-round school in Hawaii. And then she went to, you know, like in Guam. It's not year-round. It's a dodea school. So she was behind. They gave her a stack of homework like this when she first got to school. It was overwhelming for her because she had to finish all that. Plus what she was doing just to catch up. And she got to a point where she was like, Dad, like, no, I'm not doing no more. You know what I mean? She was tired. You know what I mean? And and I felt bad for her because I felt like I kind of put her in that situation because I hurried up and got us out of Guam. You know what I mean? And I didn't really realize what I was doing to my kid. So, um, but she caught up. Everything was fine. And she went into a gifted and talented program. So, the kids are flourishing you understand what i'm saying everything's going good the ship is in an availability period they've been available for about a year and a half now ship was raggedy as hell so all of a sudden that ship comes out of that uh, availability period and boy mm-hmm. haze gray and underway so at first right mm-hmm I was trying to, um, just trying to gauge the situation, especially with her, because I'm trying to see where her head is at. Because I know that she is, um, she's not very, you know, like she she wasn't very happy. I'm just trying to see where her her mental state is. You know what I mean? And I can see highs and lows. You know what I mean? Because it, no matter what, like what you said, we're still on the island. We're still a long way away out of Guam I did the best that I possibly could to get you out of Guam it was the first thing you, you know like Hawaii is one of the things that you always talked about you wanted to do it's one of the things that I always wanted to do now we have opportunity to do it you know and I was like you know I, I I talked to her about it I feel like I'm doing the right thing right for my family I feel like I'm doing the right thing so mm-hmm. um we start to she we had this conversation one night and she says I want another baby. And I was like, what? And she was like, I want another baby. And I'm like, hell no. You know what I mean? I don't want no more kids. You know what I mean? So she was like, I want one more. Like I do. So I'm like, okay. So we go to the doctor. And the doctor tells her that she is not going to be able to have any more children because of one of her tubes was backed up or something and blah, 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 blah. So that devastated her. She said, I want, I was like, babe, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, what I mean? we can have no more babies. You know what I mean? That's cool. Woo. You know what I mean? Hey, just wasn't meant to be. So, um, mm-hmm. but I began to realize that this really disappointed her. Like, this yeah. hurt her feelings bad. So um, I was like, she was like, uh, you know, I've been praying, praying. Like, if this is meant to happen, like, this is this is this is what we're gonna do. You know what I mean? Like, like, it, but if we can't have another baby, then that's cool. We just can't have another baby. And but I could tell, like, she was like, I want to be able to have a choice whether I want to have the baby or not. You know what I mean? Like, if I want, if I want, if I, if we want to get pregnant and have a child, then we have the choice to do it. Not that I can't do it anymore right and so i felt what she was saying like i understood and then one day i'm out to see and i call the house because i would call the house all the time and um, she says boy when you get back we need to have a talk and i was like what so i get back they got this whole thing set up man they videotaping it it's her my son my daughter and uh i walk in the living room and you know they're like come in the kitchen so i walk in the kitchen. And there's, like, this little setup on the counter, but they got it all covered up. And I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? So they're, like, stand right here. So she was like, uh, Kylie's got something to give you. So Kylie says, well, we were going down the alcohol aisle, all right? We were going down the alcohol aisle, and I saw this beer, and I thought you would like it. So I told Mommy to buy it for you. So it's like this raspberry, this blue raspberry beer. One of the best beers I've ever had. You know, it's one of the best beers I've ever <laughs> had in my life. But she was like, I thought you would like it. So my son said, My daddy liked pork rind. So I got my dad some pork rind. So it was like some hot and spicy pork rinds. And they were like, We just missed you, dad, and we love you, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Man, thank y'all. You, you know what I mean? It made me feel made me feel real good. You know what I mean? And Laura says, I got something for you too i said okay and she said but my surprise is a little bit bigger and i'm like okay so i had in guam we had gone to this water park right before we left and we were on this slide and the slide when it entered the water ended the water way too fast for like you know like kids and stuff to be on yeah but kids got on it too. And then the way the the pool at the bottom of this water slide was like five feet deep. Right. So I'm like, it was a bad combo, man. I'm looking, I'm like, damn. So when I came, we me and my son, and you're on you on a on, on a little raft thing. When we came off, man. We was flying, we were going fast. He he was loving it, you know what I mean? So we flying, and I've got him. And we hit the water and I came up the raft and I went down and I we kind of went down and I was like, whoa, like this water is deep, you know what I mean? So I got his little ass up in the air, he is cracking up. Let's do it again, you know what I mean? Man, I turned around this little this little Japanese kid, man. Yeah, he went down, man. He didn't come back up. Oh, and no. the lifeguard was like trying to like get like a big pile of people out of the pool so he wasn't really paying attention so i dove in the pool and i got down there to this kid man and he was such in a frenzy he grabbed the inside of my watch and pool and it broke broke my watch so i snatched him up and went back up to the top and i sat him down man his mom and daddy was tripping i don't know what they were saying because they were speaking japanese but I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they were like, "Thank you," you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. So, Hopefully. Um, so, but I saw it, you know what I mean? And I'm glad I saw it because that little kid, man, he—I don't know, man—that would have been, been a tough one. So, um, I told Laura, I was like, "Damn." She was like, "What?" I was like, "He broke my watch," and she was like, "Where is it?" I was like, "It's in the bottom." So, like, I was like, "Thank you, man." He was like, "What's wrong?" I was like, he grabbed my watch, man. It broke my watch. So they got everybody out of the pool. They stopped the floor, the water from the slide, everything, looking for it. And it was like, down there, they had like two lifeguards down there. I'm down there. we looking for this watch. They ain't nowhere to be found. They was like, it definitely, the, the drain sucked it up. It's like, man, we find stuff in that drain all the time. You know what I mean? He was like, we find it. Just give me your phone number. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we'll get your watch back. You know what I mean? Never gave my watch back. So um I did never found it. So um she set it up so clean, man. Like I had my eyes closed. She sets this thing in my hand and I'm feeling around it, you know what I mean? And it's a watch. You know what I mean? So I already know it. I ain't even gotta open my eyes, like my baby watch, you know what I mean? I love that watch. And it wasn't nothing but a little bullshit ass G Shock watch. But it was but I loved it though. It was my favorite watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love that watch. So um I opened my eyes. And it's a black G-Shock. Mine was white. This one's black. But this one got all the bells and whistles on it, bro. This one got the crazy face, you know what I mean? It's got, like, a green light, an orange light, a purple light, a green light. I'm like, bro, this watch, this this, this is the player 5,000 of G-Shock watches. Like, my baby got me this watch. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling real good. But it's this stick sticking out of it. And I'm looking at it, like, what the fuck is this? So I put the watch down and I take the stick out and I'm looking at the stick and I flip it over. And boy, it's a pregnancy test. And them two lines are bright pink. When I tell you they bright pink, they are bright pink. Oh, and I just no. look at and I just look at her and I'm like, no way. And she was like, I'm pregnant, baby. So now, man, I'm like, no way. Like it, like, okay, man. Like prayers have been answered. And boy, if I would have known Christian's little ass, oh my God. If I'd have known what I was in store for with that dude, bro, like golly, I would've pulled out for real. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That is my dog, man. That little dude. That little dude, man. That little dude is. He is he is an original dude like oh like my daughter is a has her own little specific personality she does her own thing you know what i mean my youngest daughter same way she kind of does her own thing my oldest daughter she kind of beats her own drum a little bit you know what i mean like it, she does her own thing you know what i mean my mm-hmm. my son is a my son is super smart and he figures things out real fast you know what i mean and he's super talented, like with, with like gaming consoles and he's a good soccer player. You know what I mean? Christian is crazy. Christian is, has, Christian, there's drums, there's people that beat to their own drum. And then there's Christian, like Christian does his own thing all the time. Christian does not need anything from anybody. Christian don't want nothing nobody but some hugs and some kisses. That's all he want. Other than that, I can do my own thing. Christian will play the PlayStation with them kids, and then he'll he'll go in there, he'll play with them. He's really good at it, and then he'll go back in the back room and just climb up in the bed and be on the iPad all by himself. That's just him. You know what I mean? His personality. is like he's like. He just he beats to man Chris. That is my dude, man. Like he is insane. But um I was we found out why she because he tried to come out early too. He tried to come out at four months. So we found out that her cervix was weak. So I had to go. So this is where my life started to change. Um, and this is where I I first started to notice the big change. Um, her cervix, her cervix was weak, and it took the doctors in Hawaii to find it out. They're like, your cervix is weak. We're going to have to go in there and put a stitch in the top of your cervix, one big stitch that's going to essentially hold everything together until it's time for him to come out. Once he's done baking and the bell rings, that stitch is not going to break. So what we're going to have to do is go in there and surgically go in there again, cut that stitch out, Right. And then mm-hmm. in three or four days, your water's gonna break, and then you're gonna have a baby. It's like okay, cool. So I took two weeks of leave. At the end of that first week, I got this phone call from my departmental LCPO telling me that I had to come back to work. And I told him like, "Look, man, my wife just had surgery. Like, I'm not coming back into work. I got a leave check for two weeks." i'm staying out
0: i'm gonna use every bit of it 14 days
1: right so he says we're ha- we having an emergency going on on the ship boats and i need you back at work. so i look at her and she's like whatever it is is obviously important that they're taking you off leave she was like go figure out what it is so i tell him i said i'll be in monday you feel me like i'm not coming in today that's not happening i'll be in monday morning at 08 you know what i mean so i show up to the ship at 08 so actually i showed up to the ship at i showed up to PT because we pt'd on mondays i showed up to pt at 06. i'm ready to pt i get there nobody's out there so i'm like what the hell is going on man so i go in the gym i lift weights for about an hour you know what i mean then i realized like man my coveralls are still in the burden you know what i mean i need to go in there and get all that stuff ready situated so I'm gonna go to the ship by seven. You know what I mean. So I walk on the ship quarters was zero seven, and cut PT out while I was on leave. So my senior chief is like, "Where you been?" And I'm like, "Bro, I went to PT." He's like, "Oh shit, I forgot." This. My bad. He said, "Look," he said, "Uh, I need you to go on. This, I need you to go change clothes and come to my office." Blah 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 blah. Long story short, my chief got fired that day, and they were like, "Um, she she got fired like." officially fired, sent off the ship, you know what I mean, like, uh, everything, like, it was bad, so, um, she had this whole fragmentation thing, there was money missing from MWR funds, all, she was in charge of all types of stuff, right, so, um, they were like, can you run this division by yourself, and I was like, you know, to be honest with you, I've been running it by myself anyway, because she was never... Nowhere to be found, bro. Like, anytime something was going on, like she was – anytime something big was going on, she was nowhere to be found. She would lead the ship. She had all types of stuff going on, man. And things just started coming up. Somebody wrote like this. Bro, they wrote an email, man, about the division, the state of – our. the name of the email was the, the State of Deck Division. And I had to scroll down like four or five times just to read the email. Like, it was long, Jay. Wow, And, but, boy, it described our division to a T. I was was like, somebody in here wrote this. You know what I mean? And it was from some anonymous email account. You know what I mean? So, um, they fired her. And I got the division by myself. And i never been on DDD. We're going through basic phase. Like, I was like, oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, this is bad. You know what I mean? So, um, I, um. I came back home, and I went back home, and I was like, uh, my chief got fired. And she, you know, and and Laura was like, I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm not surprised at all. She's like, she probably got fired from one of them little kids. And I was like, how the fuck did you know that? You know what I mean? She was like, she got it written all over her face. You know what I mean? So she kind of broke the whole situation out, like, from every point she saw, which she had told me before, but she told me now, like, why she said it. Because everything mm-hmm. that she said that was right was right, and um, so um, but that meant like I don't have a chief anymore, right? So I have no top cover. So in order for me to now be successful, I have to, I, I'm gonna have to buckle down and put this position in, in a place where we can be successful, right? So mm-hmm. it it didn't it didn't really like it didn't really bother me, not really, Jay. Uh, I knew that I, I could I could read a book and, and get familiar, you know, what I'm saying with, with, with the stuff that I needed to get familiar with. Um, I just knew the the sacrifice that it was going to take in order for me to make it through the basic phase and essentially not get my ass fired. You know what I mean? I like and this is a great opportunity for me to make chief like this is a, right. this is the golden opportunity. Right. If you ever wanted an opportunity to make the next pay grade like this is my chance like this is my time to shine right here so um she was like you do whatever you gotta do you know what i mean and she was like we'll take care of this side of the other of fence you take care of that side of the fence i'm like that's all i need to hear babe you know what i mean so um dude's born dude comes out man december 20th um Crazy, crazy, man. This is a crazy story. Um President Obama, when he was the president, he um always came to Hawaii for his for his vacation spot, right? That's just mm-hmm. what he did. So um he comes to Hawaii that year and we have uh Presidential Watch, which is where we protect the waterborne side of his grandma's house that's down there. So there's a canal, there's a canal that goes out into the open ocean. So you've got like uh, special forces out there on the waterfront to protect the house, and then we had the canal side. So just going like, oh, that canal is long, so you can get to the you can get to the house. Like you can essentially like step out of the canal, walk across a little field, walk across the street, and you at his grandmother's house, like right there. So um, we got this presidential watch. Dude is born. December 20th, I got the presidential watch on Christmas Eve going into Christmas Day. Dude is in the hospital. I'm like, damn, because he had jaundice, so they got him under the purple light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So President Obama comes out Christmas morning, and he and, and Mrs. Obama come out there with a plate of cinnamon rolls for us on watch they wow. put the cinnamon rolls on the table you know my uh, one of one of my uh one of my bm twos got a he got a, the the presidential coin he got obama's coin that that morning so uh he's like introducing himself to everybody you know what i'm saying and uh like we don't know who you are <laughs> and uh, like He gets to me, man, and I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to him, and he's like, what's up, man? Like, how you doing? You know, I'm good, sir, you know, just hanging out, you know, standing this watch. He was like, I was like, man, I was like, uh, and, you know, and I'm just like, we got to the point to where it's like it was like a normal conversation. It wasn't even like, because everybody was kind of doing their own thing, and I'm just sitting there kind of going back and forth, and he was like, um. What's your plans for the, you know, for the afternoon or the evening or whatever? And I was like, well, I was like, my son is in the hospital. I was like, so I need to, I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to get out today. So after that, you know, after he gets out of the hospital, and I said, like, well, I think I hope he's getting out today. After he gets out of the hospital, he's like, wait a minute, your son is in the hospital? I'm like, yes, sir. I said, he was born like five days ago. I was like, but, you know, it's just, a, like I said, he got some jaundice. I was like, so, you know. So they got him under the purple light sir they just kind of cooking it out of him you know what i mean he's out of him. so he was like okay he's like man well i hope everything okay is is okay with your son i said sir i'm pretty sure he'll be okay you know what i mean so uh he's like who's in charge of of, of this of this area over here and it was this coast guard dude he was like a lieutenant in the coast guard he was like i am sir and he was like uh are you aware that his son is in the hospital and they were like, Yeah, you know what I mean? And they were like, uh, oh, you know, he's stand, you know, he's just gonna stand his watch and then he's gonna leave. He, you know, like they'll be off in a couple of hours. He was like, let him go now. Mm. Let him go home, you know, and and take care and take care of his family stuff. He's like, Man, like, come on, man, like we don't really need like this area right here. You know what I mean? He was like, Look, he was like, You got special forces, you got SEAL team six there, you know what I'm saying? Them the dudes that called Obama, you know. What yeah. I mean? yeah. And I, Obama, yeah. the dudes that call Ben Laden, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like these can You, got here, you know what I mean? Like we ain't really gonna do nothing in this little raft. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they let me go, and I was like, man, like uh, that's why I really like that dude. After that, man, I was like, okay, I like this cat. Like, he, you know, he's just for the people. So, um, but after that, man, like. We take the Chiefs exam, and my son had got sick again. I was up with him that night. We go take the exam, man. I think I fell asleep during the exam. I think so. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I messed the exam all the time. I screwed it up. Like I remember finishing the exam, and um, it's like 150 questions on the exam. I remember finishing. I'm on question 150 on the exam, and I'm bubbling in 146 on my answer key. And I'm like, oh, oh man.
0: Shit. And, and at that point, there's nothing you can do. You just, it's, you too just late, to it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> you don't know, so you like, don't
1: know where you messed up. No. It's so, like, I've been in there, like, trying to keep myself awake. It's like two hours and 40 minutes into the test. I got, like, 20 minutes left. And I'm going through trying to figure this shit out. And I just was like, fuck it. So, I bubble in. I bubble in what I can bubble in. And then I, I bounce out. So, um, The quotas come out. No, so board results come out, man. My test scores come back. I scored like in the seventeenth percent. When all the name, man, I failed terribly. Then the quotas come out, man. And for chief, and boss made chief was like boss made chief. Normally is like three percent, four percent. You know what I mean? If you can get five percent. I feel like I got a really good shot at making chief. You know what I mean? Normally it's two, three, four percent. I remember one one year it was zero percent. It was like it was like seven hundred people took it, man, and nobody made chief. I was like, damn, man, it's a tough. It's tough, right? So um, results come out, the quotas come out, and it's 32 percent, thirty-three percent, mm. and I didn't the test, bro. We are driving down the highway. I'm with Laura and the kids, man. We went down the highway, man. And I'm looking at I'm looking at my phone. And I guess I just took a deep breath and kind of put my head down, man. And she was like, what's wrong? And I told her. And I was just kind of sitting there, man, looking out the window. And I was like, damn. So my dad had started to get sick and I, I and you know we starting to go underway a lot you know what i mean and my grandfather had just passed away and i couldn't go to my grandfather's funeral because the ship we had a tow X. and with the toex, the subject matter expert for that particular exercise has to be on board i don't have a chief so i'm the subject matter expert
0: I hey hold on, on real quick real quick and uh uh-huh. this is a good place St- I want to get the rest of it, but we we're we're at two fifteen,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it don't and it and it seems like we just started talking. You know what Bro, I
1: mean? I know, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And i just glad stuff. I said, "Oh my goodness!" You know what I mean? Yeah. But so this is definitely going to be a two part interview. Okay, because 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 this, this, this next- I know, we 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 just scratched the surface. Yeah, this
1: this 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 second part is. Where it starts to go downhill and it started like it started to kind of creep downhill and then it was a fucking crash, Jay. I mean, like, and it was dirty, and they killed everybody underneath it.
0: <laughs> and, and, and one of the things, man, uh in the show business, they like to call this a cliffhanger. And we didn't yeah, and man. we didn't do it on purpose. We no, didn't we do it, it on purpose. Go. Next week's episode, we're gonna we're gonna get down to the um to the to the thing and and real quick. In, in less than 10 words, tell the listeners what they can look forward to next week.
1: Uh, excitement. Heartache. Uh, and healing. Man. Yeah. Man.
0: As it's always. a good
1: story, man. It's a good story. I, I mean, I told this story to my therapist, man, and she was just sitting there with her mouth open. She was just like, yeah. Story as, of my life.
0: As, <laughs> hey, as always, thank you guys for ch- uh, checking out Therapeutic Rap. This is the longest episode that we've had. However, man, it's so it's so deep, it's so deep. Yeah. And 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 the parts that I know, and I don't know all of it, but the parts that I know, you know what I mean. Just hearing the backstory of some of this is amazing. Yeah,
1: now, now we just getting to the part that you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean. It's I mean. Crazy.
0: I mean, wow, man. And again, man, you know, therapeutic rap, uh at gmail.com is the email. We thank you guys so much. Peace.